Hello. You are now listening. Oh, sorry. I, you throw me off. Sorry, I like man. it. Welcome to episode 106 of the Wisecast. I'm your host, Winter. I'm your host, Angel. And this is Wisecast brought to you by Ethos Youth Center. Um, we talk about youth culture, and we talk about things that might interest youth, and we talk yeah. about things that might interest older people. About sure. Youth. Sure? Yes. You're skeptical of that statement? I think... Yeah, yeah, I think by circumstance we do talk about things that would be interesting to yes, other it's people. It's hard to disprove Mostly we talk we... about things that are interesting to us. <laughs> We're young people. Somewhat. Somewhat? One of us is pretty young. One of us is relatively yeah. young. Yeah, you're throwing out that you're 18, so technically 19. you're... 19. 19. 19, sorry. 19. You're saying that you're an adult. And I was going to ask, like, so what, ma- so, uh, what parameters... Determines that you're an adult. I don't know. I guess that's kind of the that's kind of the problem right now. You know. Yeah. It's really hard to find yourself. It's really hard to know who you are as a person. It's hard to develop and grow because no one wants to treat you like an adult. I I treat you like an adult. You treat me like an adult. Yeah. 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 I treat a lot of people like an adult. Yeah. Mostly, it's much easier. Well, the, to pro- treat the like... problem is too that like yeah, and I you... shouldn't take that as like a jab against me, what right. you just said. No, no, but no. But I did. No, I, I, I mean, I, like, I, I guess the the issue is that right now, like, between the ages of like, eighteen, to like twenty, I guess to like your mid twenties, really. Yeah. There's people you're, who want to push it a lot over people, to thirty. By yeah, the way, you're looked at a lot as not a real adult yet you know but everybody or it just seems like there's a pressure to take on all the responsibilities of being an adult without also inheriting that like level of respect that other adults would treat you with so it's this weird place where i don't know like i know for me and i could probably assume for other men in general i don't know so much about like how this being in this uh, time period feels for like other women but it's really hard to like to kind of find yourself and find an identity and really know who you are as a person uh, or like as a man and find your role as a man in like a world that is kind of like pulling you between two like extremes of like you're still a kid but also man up you know yeah, that that makes sense. Thank you for joining Jordan Jordan Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we did mention Stalin once yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Okay. okay. He was on uh, Joe Rogan recently. It was really interesting. Yeah. It was more of the same from Jordan Peterson, though. If I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah, I I love Jordy P. I, I like love. listening to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, got some interesting things to say. Mm-hmm. Some pretty. Oh, but I like listening to a lot of people. Yeah. So I can't, you can't really. Well, he's fascinating, you know. Yeah. He's never a boring person to listen to. Well, sometimes. Well. If you get into the non, if you get into the YouTube hole. You're right. And go like, you can find some lectures from his classes mm. that are. I guess like, I don't know. I wonder what that feels like because he went from like relatively unknown person and right. then in the past two years Really, in the past year and a half, from what I've noticed, he just blew up. Blew up, but he didn't just blow up and get big like a celebrity would, because he blew up and got really big through a lot of controversy. Yes, which is really fascinating. Yeah, and you know, I I, I still think a lot of people don't know who he is. Right, 
he's like internet famous, kind of like yeah. uh, the Ruben Report, or like PewDiePie. PewDiePie is internet famous too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, shut up, stomach. <laughs> Did you hear that, folks? <laughs> so, yeah. How was your How was your week? This is we're taping this in the past. We're we're taping this. Like, not on the week that this is airing. Yeah, this is So, December make up how your week was. Like, for, the, for this actual last week? Yeah, or how the week is going to be when this is released. Oh, it was good. Yeah? Yeah. What did you do? Um, I hung out with uh, my friend, uh, Joseph. Her name is actually Joanna, but I call her Joseph. Yeah. Uh, did you continue watching the Shrek series? No, only the first one. Oh, yeah. That's that's appropriate. It's, it's it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, not really. Um, you like Shrek three better? Mm, no, no, I actually don't really like Shrek three. I think Shrek two is pretty good. What uh, Shrek two? The one where he becomes a human? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think like I look back at like the animation. The first Shrek isn't that awesome. I realized like watching <laughs> it again, but I think in Shrek two it's better. I don't know though. Yeah, it kind of looks like s- someone made it in Unity. Yeah, yeah it looks cool. like like clunky and like yeah, not like super someone clean. took a video game. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah, like yeah. turned into the machinima. I, I guess like three D graphics, like three D animation, like that. Yeah, it did start in video games, right? Because I know Lion King was like one of the first animated movies to utilize three D animation, like yeah. subtly. Yeah. Um, but, I, like... Definitely wasn't Kimba. N- well, <laughs> yeah. That was... Uh, Thank you very much. Yeah. God, that's a, that's a little deep cut joke yeah. for all you nerd fans out there. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, like, three, yeah, the 3D animation. Because mm-hmm. Lion King came out in, what, 95? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> what <Anyway>. do you th- <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> so, yeah, I uh, we talked a little bit before beforehand about oh my week by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah. How's my, your uh, your week? A uh, pretty good. Uh, a couple of weeks before this episode with it will air, I got an email saying someone was interested in a script that I sent them, and oh. they're gonna pay me ten pounds. It's it's only it's like a ten minute script. Oh okay. Yeah, it's not like. <laughs> What's the script about? It's a it's like a sci fi sort of thing. They they wanted like a dystopian future type thing. Was this on Fiverr? No. Oh. no, no, no. This was like someone calling all audio drama writers. Uh, so I whipped something up over the weekend. Was it like a Craigslist ad? On Facebook. Oh. Okay. Facebook has a, a good audio drama audience. Or, like, there's a lot of groups. I don't know what goes dramas. on on Facebook anymore. I know. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> you just, Like, if you type in audio drama, you'll find several Facebook groups that have, like, stuff, like, published every day. Oh, okay. People talking, like, we need voice actors, stuff like that. So, if you want to get into the market. Nah. No? You're already kind of in the market. I guess, right? Yeah, you gotta... I do, do this, like, every week. Yeah. Yeah, so I watched, uh, I probably watched more uh, old Howard Stern clips uh, 
on the good YouTube. Ones or? The good ones. Because <laughs> I'm fascinated with the comedian Artie Lang and just how... Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Just, Artie Lang yeah, is I, I would say watch him with headphones on. And, yeah, definitely. NSFW. Uh, but it's... I, I find his whole career very fascinating, from longshoreman <laughs> to yeah. top of the world to crashing down. So right. Well, now he's like, oops, he's like on the, he's kind of on the upswing again, right? He no. was on like an HBO show or something. Well, that was that was what people were going like. He was he was on crashing Pete Holmes crashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then he had drugs in the system. And he took, it got to the point where, you know how with some drugs, when you take, your nose will like collapse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. had that going. Oh. So, and he went. Dang. Huh. And I think he got on probation. The judge was telling him like, yeah, if you take drugs again, you're going to die. <laughs> and like the judge was very lenient. Very lenient. Yeah. I remember at the time. And uh, he he stayed in rehab for a month. Went that night when he got out to uh, a stand-up gig, and I think they found drug in his, drugs in his system again. So now he's going Wait, back. Wait, from, like, the month? Yeah, after he got the month out of rehab. But can't some drugs stay in your system for longer than a month? No. The, I mean, it's not like they tested him right when he got out, sort of thing. Oh. But it's like he had a probation agreement, and he violated it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... I don't know. Wait, so is he, like, caught up right now? Is he, like, in trouble now? He's supposed to appear in front of a judge on the 18th, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know more about that case than most cases that go on in our own county. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that that's fun. Right. I'm still watching those. I'm finding that I watch more YouTube than any Netflix... Oh, really? Yeah. I, think, I love YouTube, actually. I think I might, too, but in the way that I, like, I'll put YouTube on. Yeah. But I'm not necessarily, like, watching it, you know? Right. Like, a lot of time I'll put on, like, the news on YouTube, or I'll put on, like, a podcast on YouTube. Or, like, the cool thing about, like, a lot of the channels that I subscribe to, they're, like, movie review channels, or they're, like, video essays. Yeah. So you could kind of put yeah, them on, and you, and you don't have to, like, watch them. You could kind of put them on in the background while you're doing other stuff. I think that's the way that I use YouTube a lot. So, like, as to where, like, I watch, when I watch, like, Netflix or when I put on a movie or something, I'm actually, like, actively watching it the whole time. Right. Yeah. I like watching them I lo because it seems to me like YouTube is the place. Because I was the kid who would watch PBS as a child and watch, like, all the Ken Burns documentaries right. and all that. And you would think that with the more channels that we have, the more content you get. But it all kind of sounds the same after yeah. a while. YouTube kind of pushes the envelope yeah. of going, is stand is is comedy dead right now? No. Um, I, mean, I just answered that for you. So. Well, you got to have the caveat, what are they talking about? Are they talking about mainstream Wait, who's comedy? talking about that? The guy doing the video essay. Oh. oh. Well, no, he's wrong. He's not wrong. Comedy's never been bigger than it is right now. That's not determining whether it's dead or not. Yeah, it is. No. There's there's a ton of is gamers still, now, but they're all playing Fortnite. Is there, Does that mean the video game industry is big? Is, is there still comedians? 
And is there still funny that stuff? That does not determine whether it's dead or not. All right, not. then what does? <laughs> you first got to talk. If, I don't what, what, think you can okay, determine well, something. You got to let me put okay. the caveats that he was talking about. He was talking about what would be like main, mainline comedy. Or he brought up into like the Kevin Hart issue going on right now. The Artie Lang set being cut. The uh, this other comedian that was kicked off of campuses, right? All these comedians being kicked off of campuses. Well, a lot of comedians aren't necessarily being kicked off, but like I know a lot of them just don't want to do college campuses anymore. Like Chris right. Leo talks about that. Like he'll get invited to do them, and he just like shuts them down every time now. Right. And he was also talking about the recent Netflix stand-up special. I can't remember the name of it. But it has a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and I would say it has no. It stops being funny halfway through. But yeah, no. It's it's not dead. Okay. <laughs> it, it, would you okay? No. Okay, well, 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 I just want to know. My thing are are you is, blind to the point that it's hurting? No. Wait, what? No. Would you say that comedy... You sound like a conspiracy theorist right now. How do I... Are you, would you say that there are, there's, like, it is not um, healthy right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> I would say it's it's bigger now than it's ever been before. It's more... Okay. There, there's I, okay. so much variety. So it's, I thought that would at least give you an out that, that to me, I, okay... Well, we'll just have to. As long talk as there's it. funny stuff, it's never gonna be dead. It's like, right. I and mean, especially in a boom period that yeah. it's in right now, like you don't call something like, all right, when when something, yes. any aspect or any industry is bigger than it's ever been before, you yeah. wouldn't call it a dead industry. You wouldn't call the automotive industry dead in yeah. like the fifties when it was booming. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. But to say that you don't. Because what I equate with you going that there's that it's not healthy is also to say that there's nothing wrong with the comedy industry right now. I didn't say that at all. You that's, said that. Well, that's what I'm saying when I'm equating that. Because what well, I'm asking... Well, then don't equate that because I well, where else that. am I? where else can I go when I'm asking you, do you think that the comedy industry is healthy? Or do you think... Yeah, I think it's healthy. I don't so think, you think an I industry say- that kicks comedians out of venues so what you're saying is sorry no i i I think it's great right now and i it's like dude (laughs) this is the thing thing. it's like i'm so i can't i don't have time to be like cynical about things but like people talk about this like people are saying like oh like good hip-hop is dead good rap is dead it's like no you're just if if all you're seeing is what's being like shown right in front of you and shoved down your throat, then yeah, you're going to think it sucks, but there's yeah. really good rap and hip-hop. There's really good alternatives to, to what you're seeing right now. If the, comedy, if, if the comedy scene you think it's like dying right now, then you're not actively searching for other things. Right. And, and my, my point is that like it's never going to die, and whether it's not seen as... Right now, we're living in a time where... The, like, a comedy scene can't be mainstream because of how PC mainstream is. it has to be right now. Right. You know? But that doesn't mean it's dead. There's still a booming industry of comedians that are constantly collaborating and touring and selling out okay. clubs and stadiums. 
So probably using the term dead was not good on my part. Is, is, or his I part. think it, I even would say it's healthy, but that's not to say that there's no problems with it whatsoever. So it's not healthy. No, I think it is healthy. I think, but it has problems. Yeah. So it's not. <laughs> okay. I'm relatively healthy. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there are. But you see some how you things. put relatively in front of healthy? I am healthy. <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know what would be healthier? What? Go to wisecast.com for all your wisecast needs. That's W-I-S-E-Cast.com. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Leave a five-star rated review on iTunes. But hey, if you like our podcast so much, and you're like, you know what? Angel or Winter said something really funny right? or really stupid, mm-hmm. which I think I said a lot of stupid things this episode. I think you did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think, I think uh, I'm not even going to go there. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Are we still married? Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> uh, where where would you like to go to get a t-shirt that has some things that we say? Uh, Pathos Screen Printing. Oh. Pathos Screen Printing is a program of Ethos Youth Center that helps provide jobs and skills training to young people. You can reach us at pathoscreenprinting at gmail.com or give us a call at 209-742-4257. We are also on Facebook and Instagram. And yeah, that's pathos for you. We're all, we're all about the youths and t-shirts. We print all types of stuff too. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. Uh, so, Angel Ortiz. Yes. Oh, I just doxed you. Oh, sorry. no. I'm I'm sure I've said it before. Yeah, I think you said actually the beginning of this episode. Oh, did I? Probably not. Oh. It would make me feel better. If Winter you did. Sturdivant, that lives at five one seven. I just give out your address. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've I've been worried recently about doxing myself, but it's like the information's out there. <laughs> Figure yeah. it out. Come at me. Well, we're constantly being traced now and everything. Right. Know. Speaking about uh, doxing, right? Uh, you brought up something. Yes. Come in the Fallout seventy six. Drama. Right. So, is there someone out there? Okay. Okay. No. There well, there's the there's um a woman right there, but she's yeah. just walking in her car. Okay. Um, yeah. So the uh, as kind of an update to something that we talked about, I think the last episode or maybe the one before that, I can't remember. But um, the uh, Fallout controversy. Uh, has gotten worse. And then just to kind of recap, what like what was the, the controversy with the bag? Yeah, so uh, people who pre-ordered or actually got the Power Armor edition of this video game, which was like a couple It's, it's like the Platinum edition. Yeah, got a helmet, and then there's also supposed to be a canvas bag, which they advertised as canvas. And a picture on the website yeah. that is a canvas, like a military-style canvas yes. bag. And what they received is like a nylon bag that yeah. you would get for like signing up for a gym yeah. membership. Yeah, so, um, wow, so, uh, credit... Oh, by, by the way, they saw bags that were given out, which were not connected to the Power Edition bag, but they were given out to... YouTube influence, internet influencers. Yeah, like too. Twitch streamers yeah. and stuff. And like it was a very good bag. Yeah. And uh, people complain like, well, we want that bag. And long story short, 
Bethesda is like, if you just fill out this uh, technical support page, yeah, and then we will, you will get your bag. So what, what happened? <laughs> yeah. well, credit where credits due. Bethesda at least tried to fix their mistake, uh-huh. um, but the problem was on this internet. A forum where you like fill out all your information and you're gonna get the new bag. Um, well, that information got leaked. Uh, I think there was like some sort of like data hack or something. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, anyway, if uh, if you were one of the the suckers that um, decided to to claim the bag that you had already rightfully paid for, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, your information's out there. <laughs> So, yeah, just kind was, of a fun update. I believe essentially it was people filling out their support tickets. Yeah. And then they realized that they can look at other people's support yeah, tickets. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And they had like people's credit card info and yeah. all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, not a good year. Not not a great look for Bethesda. Yeah. Or the Fallout series. And then the, the creator of like the first Fallout is like was developing a new video game that's like. It's a lot like Fallout. I'm so happy you brought this yeah. out because this is something that I've talked about almost every day this week. Oh, really? And I and I have a theory that will, like, in some instances, will make the beginning of this episode look like I was not even close to Alex Jones level conspiracy. <laughs> uh, so there's a a new game from Obsidian Entertainment that right. are most they're known for a recent Pathfinder game that came out, Torchlight series. Um, there some people from Interplay that made Fallout One and Two are part of Obsidian, but they made Fallout New Vegas, and which is the best Fallout game. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> I I just bought it too. I don't know. I'm like just ten years. I'm ten years too late. I don't care, dude. It's right an on, awesome man. game. Right on. I I'm playing original Nintendo games right now. I, I play like every 360 game like yeah, 10 I watch years the Tetris late. Championship. Yeah. Okay. Don't do that. <laughs> do other things. Yeah. <laughs> but what if I want to be a, like a play-by-play commentator for Tetris? Again, just find find other things. All right, moving on. Uh The uh yeah, the game was announced during the video game awards. Right. Do you know it, what the name of that game is, by the way? I think it's Out, Outer Worlds. I, yeah, that sounds like, right. Yeah. I should know that. I've been talking about it every day. Yeah. But I just draw a blank. But what I've been saying, and it's like baffles my mind that people have reactions to this, when uh, I say that it seems very possible that a game company can go, Fallout is looking bad right now. Let's rush this game to production, yeah, and then get it out there. That is a, that is a very plausible scenario. You know why too though, why? Um, that that template is already set with like how we were drawing comparisons uh, last time we talked about video games. Right. That template is already set, uh, kind of differently, but with exploitation movies, meaning exactly. like, hey. Transformers is the biggest yes. movie in the world right now. What if we rushed Transmorphers and put it out in yes. in three months? You right. know, and it's like I'm not even saying that this is what happened. I'm just yeah. saying that because you can't. I the timing's brilliant. Yeah, by the way, I don't have the ability to uh, to determine whether it actually happened or not. Right. 
Because even because an argument that will come to me of like, well, they've been working on this game for years. Yeah, video games take a long time to yeah, develop. Every game takes many years. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't change that they've rushed anything to right. get this out. Or or like they took months to work on a, a video for it. Yeah. It's like so does every other game. Right. And I I'm I'm a lot more I'm a lot less skeptical than I was when I was first hearing about it. Whereas more people go, well, this is all the work that has happened mm-hmm. to get it, so it's more likely they already were going to release this game. Can I? I would say, yeah, that while that's true, that they were probably already developing this game yeah. for years. I think the timing of the announcement—that's right. what's kind of like, yeah. It's yeah. kind of brilliant in a way, and also, I mean, it could also like just because I watched clips of the the game trailer, yeah. and it kind of also just seems like good timing, and that we haven't had there hasn't been a Borderlands release in a few years, so right. I think if you're kind of like craving that like that style of game, it's it's gonna please you. It looks really cool, right? It looked very cool. Oh, also, right. Far Cry, the new Far Cry takes place in, like, a post-apocalyptic world, too. Yeah, well, that's a prequel. Right. To their Far Cry 5. It's a prequel? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why it's coming out so quickly, I believe. Uh-huh, okay. From the... Because they released Far Cry 5 last year in February, so... <laughs> so, it's like... It's just, like, Vulture's picking on the corpse of, like, the once great Fallout series. <laughs> But also, okay. like, these other games look awesome, too, so I don't know. Right. I don't want to call them vultures. It's just really bad timing for oh, yeah. like, Fallout to be. They def- I, I can see I, I see what you're saying, yeah. because, like, this new Far Cry, um, it really pick, really showed, like, the, the apocalyptic nature of the future, Yeah. Um, which kind of was a storyline connected to the Far Cry yeah. 5, but the real question is... How do we bring this back to people interested in youth culture? Because these are all things that yeah. affect youth. Like, youth are going to spend money on these games. Yeah. Either 10 years later for Fallout New Vegas, yeah. or they're going to, like... Well, if you buy pre-owned, then no one really makes the money off it. But, you know, like the GameStop <laughs> at that point, you know? So. All right. Um, yeah, well, and also, I think it's kind of, like, important, like, I guess for youth to kind of think about, like, marketing tactics in terms of, like, how, like, how businesses can capitalize off something that's happening right now and just, like, be aware of, like, hey, is, like, is this actually something that I'm willing to purchase and spend my money on? Or is this more, like, an instinctual purchase I'm making due to the fact that this is, like, what's being talked about right now? And I think it's also important for, like, just going back to, like, the data breach thing, like, just, (laughs) I don't know. Like, it's almost, like, impossible to try to be safe on the internet with your personal data. Yeah. Chances are, if you have any social media, if you use, like, any app that, like, tracks your location, like we were talking about, Mm -hmm. I think, before we started recording... Your data is kind of out there. It's just kind of like how, like, what type of important information are you willing to put out there in the world? You right. know. Well, I, I remember watching a show, uh, Adam ruins everything. Right. Uh, talk and they pretty much talk about you should you should just assume that your information is already compromised. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
which is, which is interesting because that that kind of like destroys the whole market of people like your information's going to be leaked out there yeah. like it's already out there yeah so i just wish like there was a comment on like one of the uh like when one of these new like data breaches was announced which by yeah. the way there's a new data breach every like week now it seems yeah. like someone's like hey i'm i'm already cool with the fact that my data is out there but could i at least like sell it so that i could at least make some money off of it uh, yeah i yeah. don't know it's it's such a weird that, that's a good storyline sort yeah. of thing of like that's a black mirror episode yeah. dude just selling your like social security number because it's gonna get stolen anyway. or just like sell your life as like a data uh inquiry of like oh he eats eggs on Tuesday the thing is that already happened right, well that's the black <laughs> <laughs> we are in black mirror dude yeah anyway yeah. we're already in black mirror but we're not as good as special effects <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so if you if you're curious how this connects to young people it's it's, uh, I don't think young people really, like, people younger than us, they don't connect that data breaching is a thing that hits them in the real world. Right. Um, they just know it's something that goes on. Um, I, I don't think if you had a, com- yeah, it, it requires having a, uh, a conversation, not one of you as a teacher and yeah. them as a low as a non-teacher, as a student, but more as you coming as equals because you're yeah. trying to figure out how to explain, talk about this with young people. Well, the the issue is, too, that it's so, like, I guess just talking about, the like, the data breaching thing, it's so confusing for people of any age, you know? Right. Because the way that I kind of see it... Older people could be a little more naive to how much information they should be putting out there, while younger people who are growing up with this technology, it's so ingrained in them, it's almost coming natural to them, and it's it's kind of what social media is all about, is putting your information out there. Right. So I think this is something that like people of any age should be really aware of, at least, and not just to be all, like, doom and gloom, you know, about it, but at least know that these things are going on, and you're probably already somehow affected by it. Right. Like, do you remember how people used to talk about social media and the internet like it's a window into your home? Yeah. Do you hear people talk like that anymore? No. I think that's very telling of, like, where what it wasn't a window to your home, it became people's homes. Yeah. And when you say it's a window to your home, that means that people can open up the door and go, I hate this group of people, yeah. and then close back the window. It's like, yeah. no, there's none of that. The, the windows is always open. The door's already open. Yeah. Um, well, and it's not just a window into your home. It's also a window into your your actual personal information, and it's a window into your bank account, and it's a window yeah. into your social security. It's like, yeah, it's all compromised. <laughs> yes. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, we will conclude this episode of the Wisecast. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Till next time, America. In Europe. It's like saying that the podcast industry is dead, even though it's like the biggest it's ever been.